Hey everyone, welcome to the show. And today we're going to be talking about the movie that restored my faith in going to the movies again, Ford versus Ferrari. And we're going to talk about all our worst fears of the rise of Skywalker, opening soon, December 19th. And with me I've got the incomparable, the unassuming Adam Campbell to chat with me about these things. How you doing, Adam? Yeah, good. How are you going? I'm all right. I'm still trying to work on your open. I don't know. I've got, I've got no, incomparable. Okay. <laughs> it's getting there. It's getting there at least. Yeah. No, it's uh, no. Yeah. I'm uh, each time you do it, it's getting better. So yeah, really like it. Yeah. It, it'll just end up infamous, probably the infamous. The infamous. Yeah, exactly. FBI's least yeah. wanted. Oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> the FBI's least wanted. Adam Campbell. That would have been good. Uh, the, they must have like a top ten of the like least wanted. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> be like a be like Obama, Oprah, Ellen, <laughs> Ellen Generous. Like they're not doing any crimes. We don't have to worry about them. <laughs> least wanted, Whoop, Whoopi Goldberg, the least wanted Whoopi celebrity. She's fine. She tries. She shows up yeah. in Australia every now and again and tries to fight the good fight, I think. She um, does. Yeah, she uh, does, yeah. Can you believe it's it's December? Are you ready for Christmas? Um, I can't believe it's December. This year has just gone so fast. Um, it's been, um, yeah, it's been a real uh, like roller coaster of a year, really. And uh, here we are at the final stretch. But, um, tis tis the season. Been, um, tis the season to be greedy. Tis the season. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh. Well, did you do any um, Black Friday? Oh. Um, you know, shopping? all I see is that crap. And then when you ask around, and you're like, "Well, well, how much off?" And really, it's no more off half the time than it is throughout the rest of the year. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what amazing deal you're going to get on battling all the traffic and all the maniacs grabbing at all the same toys and gifts just to get it on, on Black Friday. But anyway, I don't know. I think it's a myth. Yeah, isn't it something just like Amazon made up and then now it's a thing that everyone's invested in? Yeah, and now there's uh, a Cyber Monday. I don't know. That has something to do with Skynet, I think. I don't know what that is. I think that's online shopping <laughs> frenzy. It's just people just make shit up. And then, yeah, they do. Yeah. Is it, there any excuse to, to, just to sell, like, you know, the the like like the over amount of stock they've got before, uh, you know, before Christmas? But, um, that's it. Yeah, you know, like we're only we're only a couple of weeks now until Christmas, and then you know we're just you no, know, we're only a few weeks away then until well, we're only a week away then until um, New Year's Eve, and then it's twenty twenty, and I know, you know, like it's twenty twenty seems like a futuristic year, you know. It's, <laughs> it does. Um, we should be on like hoverboards by now, and um, you know, being able to clone people. All that kind of stuff. Well, you know, uh, officially, cars and 
Yeah. It's funny that you say that because officially Blade Runner is now the past, if you can believe that. Is is that unbelievable? Yeah. The year 2019, a, a movie that was so groundbreaking ahead of its time that I still revere, and it's one of my... It's like, it's like up there probably above Star Wars for me, which is hard to believe, but Blade Runner is now in the past. And Blade yeah. Runner... Uh, we're, we're not quite at the flying cars, mostly because... You know, people are just fuck-ups, and logistically, do you really want traffic jams in the sky where we can barely drive on the ground? So imagine the nightmare of flying cars. But drones, we're there with some of the scary stuff. Drones yeah, and that's it. Yeah. artificial intelligence, but not, not quite yeah. there yet with Blade Runner. Yeah, the multi-culturalism multi, like, as well, like they showed in Blade Runner, that's here. That's no, already definitely. here, and then uh, there was that, um, was it Coca-Cola or something, that, that they projected on that big um building yeah and that's already happening yeah yeah you know and then big tech company as well i mean tech companies are all the world so that's all that's all true as well true um, even though it's not atari anymore but <laughs> no they, know, they missed whatever, out whatever, a bit you know. but it's it's definitely um you know it's definitely tesla and it's definitely all those those kind of guys um all those companies yeah, all those big tech companies facebook it just it has a different face, but it's still... Yeah, they predicted some of that um, correctly. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, you know, e Elon yeah. Musk instead of... You Elon know, Musk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of Tyrell Corp. Tyrell instead Corporation. Tyrell Corp. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Elon Musk well, Corporation. That's it. Well, Mark Zuckerberg, you know, like he owns what... Three of the most you know, popular or like most used social media sites in the world. You know, like... There's like a billion users on Instagram. There's over a billion on Facebook. There's probably about a billion who uses and um, WhatsApp. You know, oh, that's scary. One man, like one man controls. You know, all of that controls the way we think and you know, all the you know, everything. So that's know, it. Watch, watch this space for bad things. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. I don't know. With the with the holidays, I just look forward to. Um, like all the holiday movies or, or marathons. I like yeah. that. And um, it's funny, we were watching one today. Not exactly my choice. Uh, the, the missus likes to watch a bit of Murder, She Wrote action uh, from the 80s and 90s. Good old uh, Jessica Fletcher solving crimes. And the, the thing with this show is, you know, I'll watch it with her, but I like to get interactive. And she doesn't always like that. I might comment here and there on the plot, you know, join in on the fun. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it can turn a bit nasty because I think if it were if it were reality, it'd be a bit weird. So, you know, here's this murder mystery writer always popping up at a police station and saying, you know, Sergeant, I think you've missed these fingerprints. It's actually this. And it'd be like, uh, hey, uh, Mrs. Fletcher, I don't know how to say this. Why don't you maybe, I don't know, fuck off? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> She's the biggest sticky beak in the world, and she's just always at a murder scene, and she's not yeah. even a detective or anything. So it's weird. I don't know. Oh. I always, um, always like watching Columbo. Yeah. You know, he was that was fantastic watching those as well. All right, just one more thing, and then he just you know give away that, that entire entire plot. I liked watching those a lot, and then my dad watched those a lot as well. It was really good to like the what you know everyone you know we'd all kind of like chip in about oh how they did it or like how he's going to try and solve it. 
Well, Columbo was great. I mean, that was his job, though, at least. He was a detective. Angela Lansbury yeah. is just nosy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> She's just up to no good. And she knows a lot of murderers. She is either related to, has a friend, or shows up at murder scenes for, for 15 years. Talk about FBI's Most Wanted. Nobody put this together. Hey, who's this Jessica Fletcher? I don't know. She's shown up in New York. She's in England. She's in Connecticut. Uh, there's a lot of murders when she's around. Uh, I don't know. What do you? What can you do? Go figure. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Is anyone ever? Is anyone ever throws her? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. Nah, I'm sure it's not. No. Sure it's not her at all. No, no. No, no. All these murders keep happening whenever she arrives, but no. not and connected. <laughs> and the town she's from, like for the first four seasons, took place in Cabot Cove, uh, you know, like in New Hampshire. And like, holy shit, the amount of murders there, the tourism would have been right out the window. It's like, you know, once a week, oh, there's a floater. That'll, that goes the tourism there. What the hell? Anyway, but yeah, I like watching the other other sorts there's of marathons. A, yeah, there's another one in England called Midsummer Murders, and there's always a murder in the same village. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it must have like completely like, you know, wiped out the entire population of the village because everyone seems to get killed there. <laughs> oh well. You gotta you gotta you gotta try and write good T V, but hey. Um but yeah. good talk about good movies we're um we're gonna talk about uh Ford versus Ferrari. I was just yeah. really so happy to be at the movies, which is you know, it doesn't happen a lot these days, I'm sorry. I feel like I put my money down and I think uh oh, that was not really worth it, but this was just a an awesome, uh, uh, you know, bromance. It really wasn't about the cars, so you don't have to be a car nut to like this movie. Did you like it? Yeah, I loved it a lot. Yeah, it was an absolutely fantastic film, and um, one of my favorite films of the year, I'd say. Um, you don't get that many films like that, really, where it's adults, you know, trying to solve like adult things in an adult world. So many films are now, you know, and I do, you know, I love all types of cinema, but like so much of it lately has been just oversaturated with franchises and sequels and reboots and love adaptations, like comic book adaptations. So it's great to watch like a, you know, a true story about a real thing that really happened between you know, two real people done in a really cool way and it uh, as you said it's not about the cars at all yeah Actually, no definitely and I it's love about these two friends you know who kind of you know stood up against the man that's it and you know when it's based on a a true story uh, I'm I'm bringing up a movie um, uh, remember The Aviator about Howard Hughes uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've always been fascinated with that one just because of the story, the acting, and the look of it. The look of it is fantastic. It, it felt like that time. And this one feels like that too. Just the colors and the, the sounds and the feels like the late 60s authentically and and done brilliantly. You know, you were saying the cinematography was great too. Because you have to... Yeah. Yeah, you have to yeah. make you feel like you're there in that time. Yeah. Yeah, really... But yeah, you're right. Like, it really felt like um, a, a movie made in the 60s. Like... Um, once upon a time in Hollywood felt mm. exactly the same way, like a film made in the sixties. Um, but yeah, the cinematography in Ford versus Ferrari, it was just certain things I just noticed in it that I thought was like really, like technically, like brilliant. 
Um, there, I mean, this isn't a spoiler, this is actually in the trailer. Um, when um, Christian Bell's character, he's um, with his son, and he, this, his character has like um, a routine of walking the lap at night. Yeah. Um, and there's this scene where the two of them are walking, and they're just sitting down, and it's like um, the background's like a twilight colour. So you got like, this yellow strip of sunlight, and then like the like this like deep blue of the sky, and they're just slightly lit up. They're not completely lit up, but they're just slightly lit up, just enough so you can see their faces, and you can just tell that they're you know you can see detail in their faces. But I thought like that, just noticing that was like um, it was excellent in terms of the way that it was. Um, sort of like this transition that he was going to go to like the you know the next race would be like a, an important race and sort of like leaving one part and just sort of moving to the next part and just yeah it was the, it was. the twilight colour was just perfectly how they lit it the amazing lighting that they used and then even like um um the night scenes because Le Mans is a 24 hour race so it's um which is mostly what the film was about um, so there's night scenes as well. Yeah, no, and those, in those the night, there is just like this like letterbox of light on his eyes, and then the rest of it is just completely black. So you really are inside the the car, and you really are driving the car along with the uh, the racer. Um, excellent, really no, it excellent. Was. Just and um and christian bear was it it nice to see him being able to speak with his native tongue well yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's getting, that's getting better you get the better? first time you yeah. did it i didn't even yeah i could never distinguish between yeah. your he, normal talking voice and the english accent <laughs> he put it's exactly the same <laughs> he put a bit of michael kane on it but it was pretty thick but it was well, good actually he was more from like um like the Midlands. Ken, Ken Miles. Like the Midlands yeah. accent, that one, that yeah. he was doing in, in this film. It was but, good. Uh, yeah, no, it was very good. Yeah, no, very good. And him, he's an amazing actor. Yeah, and him, ama- You know, you can tell what an amazing actor is because it's a completely different person in this film that was also in American Hustle, that was in um, The Dark Knight, that was in... Um, like American Psycho, you know, oh, it's yeah, just a completely different, you know, you know, it's a, and the fighter, you know, just a completely different actor. Yeah, it's he's same a guy, but like completely different characters, you know. Like there aren't that many other actors who are um, comedian like. He is. Way. He's absolutely a comedian, and and I think, you know, he can easily steal the show. He probably did a bit, but in this case, I do think Matt Damon as uh, Carol Shelby. Um, I think they were really good together. I think he, he was like, like Matt Damon was just really honest, honest, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Shelby being someone who always sort of fought the system a, a bit and to, to have to deal with the Ford executives, he made it obvious that it was a difficult thing <laughs> to get to where they wanted. Yeah. They had to deal with a lot of bullshit. Cause it's funny yeah. that Ford in this case is actually the underdog, but they're still, a massive corporation and they have their way of doing things and they fought they fought Shelby and Ken Miles all along the whole way again that's not a spoiler you can you know anyone can look this stuff up it was yeah. hard for them yeah. to get what they wanted to get there 
to get to Le Mans to yeah. build the car yeah. and to keep to keep Ken. It was so painful to see it when they were trying to push him out after all that hard work not to let him drive. Yeah, yeah, and um, just yeah, absolutely like fantastic. And you know what? Like they, are, I wouldn't be surprised if they're both up for best actor Oscar. Yeah, and um, you know, I wouldn't be at all surprised. Generous. And it's been it's such a surprise they've not worked together before. You really thought they would have by now. Mm-hmm. Isn't that funny when some actors and actresses they don't they don't cross paths till maybe their the right project comes along or or they're a bit older. Yeah, well that's true for like Al Pacino and Martin Scorsese. You think that they would have worked together at least you know a few times, but you know, for the Irishman it's the first time they've worked together. Um. Yeah, but still... no, with Ford and Ferrari, like I really enjoyed it a lot. And, yeah, um, yeah, you know, everyone was fantastic in it, and it was um, so well made as well. Like, such a such a well made film. And there's yeah. so many scenes that were great. Then when they were just, um, you know, it's funny. Like you think about moments in your life. Sometimes it's all those wasted times, little moments, tiny moments with people that you have the best memories about and that you laugh about. And with this one, there were just tiny moments with the family, with his family, with Ken Miles, uh, Christian Bale, and his family, and the, his son, and his wife. And it didn't, even though you're like, oh, isn't this about, you know, car racing and stuff? But this was the point. It was just about all this emotion. And yeah, his family supported it well, you know? I think those scenes were great and pivotal to the mm. story. Mm. I understand it was his passion. And he couldn't do anything unless it was his passion. Mm. Yeah, he had to drive. He had to be a race, you know, a race car driver. Yeah, and and seeing uh, again, Ford was portrayed as not the bad guy, but not necessarily the good guy. Just they wanted it, and they wanted it to happen, and they got these two guys who were a bit rough around the edges, <laughs> and mm-hmm. and wasn't really the Ford the Ford guy, the Ford way, you know, and yeah. that's where it sort of started to the difficulties. But that that makes for a great movie, and. Um, I like that. And um, I forget the actor, um, what's his name, who played Lee Iacocca, um, I, uh, the Punisher. <laughs> I've forgotten his name. Oh, he was, John Burnfall. He's fantastic. He's Yeah. Yeah. He was really good in this as well. Again, a very different character to where he's played before. We normally think of him as like these sort of... Rough guy. Tough man. Yeah, yeah, rough guy, tough man type. But he really isn't like this at all in this film. He's then more of a he's just a decent guy and he just wants to see the best for for them and trying to like you know walk between the the line of you know you know the, what's what Ford wants but also trying to you know help Shelby um, you know I thought he was very good in this as well um, yeah it was great and, yeah. and and it was funny also it's um, Ford versus Ferrari but again I don't think anyone's the bad guy it just shows you know ferrari uh, like they said in the in the movie you know ferrari spent uh, enzo ferrari he spent millions chasing perfection and he found it but they ended up almost going bankrupt again that's not a spoiler that's that's just truth so it was it's just two different companies doing two different things and they happen to be rivals of course they do because that's that's what car companies do but yeah you didn't see them as the bad guy or anything did you just the opposition and what they were going through. Yeah, that's right. It was more like, um, 
it was like levels really like Shelby was like Shelby and and, uh, and Christian Bale's character you know they were like first level and they were kind of like they didn't want to work with Ford but then you know they had no choice so then there was that bit of you know rivalry between just those two mm. and then like the Ford and then the Ferrari rivalry was a whole nother level you know so it was like three different levels there going on um, in the film um, but I didn't really see them as um, yeah they weren't really bad guys so much I mean no they were just a different you know obviously yeah. Italian Ferrari a different tradition in the style of cars um, obviously that's still around today Ferrari makes amazing cars but but very specific and exotic whereas Ford they do turn out millions of cars whereas Ferrari is still more you know um, a smaller market you know uh, yeah. Not everyone can own a Ferrari, but you can own a Ford. It's just different. One's mass produced, and one is, you know, handmade each. And that and that was the thing that's brought up that oh, how could Ford make a car to beat a Ferrari because a Ford is just on an assembly line? But yeah, that's when they said, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll show you. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll show you. Yeah, exactly. No, I really um, Ford is absolutely fantastic. The whole film. Yeah, I was surprised. I was, I was trying to tell people who, again, just thought it was going to be about car racing. They really need to go beyond the name and give it a chance. Like, like everyone should just, like we were talking about Terminator, give things a chance based on their own opinion sometimes, rather yeah. than just face value. Yeah, I think I think yeah. it's doing well. I didn't I didn't look. They only spent like ninety million on this one, so guaranteed they'll make their money back. Unlike Terminator's two hundred and fifty. See, you don't have to spend a lot of money, you know? No, no, you really don't. You don't need to in these days. You know, there's so many ways for you to make a film, and there are so many platforms now to put your film on. You can just create your own YouTube channel and just shoot your own films and put it on there. You know, you don't need to, you know, I guess, a bigger films. You know, you need a, you know, you, you do need to have more money behind you, but, you know. I feel like also with the, the Le Mans, such an uh, amazing, you know, one-of-a-kind uh, 24-hour race, uh, Steve McQueen was uh, always considered himself a bit of a racer. I don't know if you know that. He, he championed the movie Le Mans in 1971, and it's actually a, really a quite interesting movie. It's, it's full-on shot at Le Mans and all these actually amazing camera angles considering they still had big, giant, bulky film cameras and and that movie had a lot of trouble getting off the ground and no one understood what was going on and but it, it was just it's nice to see that i think this one captured it better for people even though it's many years later so you know mm. steve mcqueen would have approved because <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he, he loved few, it um deleted bullet as well didn't he steve mcqueen mm. yeah he loved his cars i was just checking here the budget for Ford versus Ferrari is ninety-seven point six million, mm. and so far it's made like worldwide. It's made one hundred nineteen point seven million. Oh yeah. Again, it's uh... so it's not too bad. Mm. Mm. Well, um, and I... you know what? It'll probably get like you know, I'm sure like like Netflix or whoever will buy the rights, and then it'll get much bigger. Yeah, viewing from there, you know, and that's the thing. These like um, the thousand and one streaming platforms we've got now, you know, 
you can you can do that. You can not go to the cinema and just go, oh, you know, in a couple of months' time, it'll be out on Google Play, and I can just rent it from there. Or maybe that's why it'll be in Netflix in the, within a year, and I can watch it on there, and you know. Well, I feel like it's us. Some movies just yeah, they've been struggling, and you know, Joker aside, yes, that that one's not struggling, and uh, you know, Marvel movies and Endgame, no, they didn't struggle, but again. Those movies still, I say, they, they built them up for 10 years. Those people worked their ass off to get mm-hmm. to the final movie. but And something like Joker, again, that's just, that's lightning in a bottle, if you ask me, kind of a thing. It all Everything aligned perfectly for that movie. But other movies, I don't know, I think they're struggling. I don't know if people are, like you say, going to the movies and spending, because um, we're going to talk about Star Wars soon, and we just bought our tickets, yeah? They were like 25 yeah freaking bucks or more wow i think it was 27 actually 27 bucks and i'm like that's that's sexual favor prices is that include a hand job or something (laughs) that's a lot of money for movies and that's before treats and a drink yeah i don't know man so yeah no one's going especially with that you know like because we're gonna go to like the one with like the surround sound and all of that yeah it's the proper one yeah yeah but, you know, it's like, even that, as you just said, you know, it's like $10 for um, popcorn, it's probably like another seven or eight for um, a drink. Yeah. So already you're probably spending just almost $20 just on just on those two items. I know. So then, know. you know, it pushes it up to almost a $50 just to, just to do that. Yeah. I'm you smuggling. Know. I'm smuggling in chocolates like I used to do when I was a kid. I'm sorry. That's... Yeah. I go to the store okay. and I smuggle in yeah. a Kit Kat and some other a Reese's Buttercup and I'm set. Popcorn, maybe. All right. Yeah, you can't smuggle in popcorn, but <laughs> everything else. Oh, yeah. There's, there's ways of doing it. Um, because I that's what I do. I just go to Coles or Woolworths. Yeah. Or the, you know, a local supermarket. I just buy popcorn there. And all um, oh, the little bags, the little bags, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can do that, but I actually buy the big ones, and then oh. I just bring a bag or something <laughs> with me. Like, yeah, I've just got my bag here, mm. you know, and I just walk in and I just bring this massive bag or something out of the bag, I bring out another bag of popcorn. I mean, do they even and a, check? And a bottle of water, and yeah, nah, they never check. I know everyone's always paranoid. Someone was talking about assigned seats. Okay, yes, assigned seats when it's packed. But if it's just like you and a, and another couple 10 rows back, it's okay if you want to shift around. They're not going to come in with like nightsticks and go, Oi, hey, D13, move it. And you know, they don't care. No one cares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. What are you doing there, sunshine? Uh, or, or, it's A3. You went A4. Yeah, he's a big meat. Yeah. He's a meathead with no neck. I don't know why yeah. we've made him like that. <laughs> but yeah, with with treats and stuff, as long as you're not rude and like leave it all behind like a dick, don't like leave your your store purchased items all over the floor. Then then yeah, take them with you, and then you can smuggle in whatever you want. Um, I brought in a cheeseburger once when I was younger. I just I was hungry and <laughs> it was around that time. Uh, you know what movie it was? I remember it specifically. I went to Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. I bought an ultimate cheeseburger. It was just I was having a night to myself. Um, I went to see the movie, and it was literally like me and two other guys in the whole movie. And it was um, um, Godzilla, the one from the nine the nineties. Yeah. So I just ate a cheeseburger. Oh, wow. and I watched Godzilla and said, "This is fine." <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, 
that Godzilla was 98? Yeah, yeah. 98. Yeah. And yeah. I, I found that movie ridiculous, but everyone's got mixed views on that one, but I thought that one was just ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway. You know what? It becomes more and more ridiculous each time you revisit it. Oh, God. Because I probably only watched it like a couple of times because I was in... What, what else came in ninety eight? I could imagine it's dated. Like I said, remember I was saying movies that, oh, that haven't, yeah. like The Matrix. I still think yeah. is fantastic and has not dated. But a movie like Godzilla, hundred percent would be dated as hell. It would be all oh, cheesy nineties references and you know things that are so specific to ninety eight that you almost forgot. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be a guy who walks around like a Motorola phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, making fun of Clinton Hello. or Monica Lewinsky or Clinton, and I'm like, what? I don't even remember half that shit. You know, I can barely remember Obama. You know, I can I can't go back that far with scandals. If you're making fun of him in a movie, it dates it badly. Yeah, definitely. Oh. I was too young for all that stuff. The, the Monica Lewinsky <laughs> stuff. I was. Oh, I was yeah. only thirteen. In oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't. You know, I don't remember any of that stuff. It's only when I got a bit older, and then you know, just. The, you get a bit older, and then, as you said, like they make those references, and like, it was, it was Monica Lewinsky. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. What's that? What, what's that? What's an impeachment? You know, you don't understand any of that stuff until, you know, until I got older. Um, but you know what, though, she is absolutely. I know we've gone a bit sidetracked here, but okay. she's absolutely making an amazing comeback right now. Yeah. Um. Uh, like she's um, people should try and like find her on. Um, I'm sure expert with um, Dank Shepard. She's on there. Really? Talks about the whole incident, the entire thing from her perspective and the uh, media scrutiny that followed her. And, you know, and she went to a lot of counselling for a long time. And, yeah. You know, she's not like a, she's not like an anti-bully advocate, you know. And she does a lot of, like, you know, anti-bullying uh, stuff and, um, no, I, uh, you know American uh, Crime Story, like they did like the OJ one. Oh yes, yes. She, yeah, they're actually going to do the next series will be about her. Oh my God! See, yeah. that's and, I. I feel I was wondering because she sort of got the short end of the stick. I don't mean that as a joke, but you know what I mean. I feel like for real, you know, he he still gets to go around Clinton, and he's like a he's like a road scholar. He gets, you know, I don't know, I don't know, a few hundred thousand dollars just to show up at a college and go, yeah, you know the thing about politics, you want to keep your pants on. I mean, he just, <laughs> he still is Mr. Smooth when really, you know, she, she, he and she, they're both adults, but he was in a position of power and that turns the whole dynamic, as you know. So I'm yeah. glad to see that she gets to talk about it from her point of view as well, not just his. Guess who's going to be... Um... Bill Clinton in the TV in this TV show, the American <laughs> who? Crime Story. Who? It's someone who you'll never ever guess. Um, never ever guess. Uh, just as long as it's not John Travolta, because he's got to stop. Um, no, no, no. It's, uh, not, it's not Will Ferrell because he only does um, um, uh, Bush. He, does w, he only does George W. Um, yeah. God. Um, it would have to be someone age appropriate at the time, yeah. So it has to be someone. In his what late forties or? Yeah, I think um, so. Yeah, I think the actor is in his late forties. Yeah. Oh my god. I I can't picture a Clinton because, you know, I still see Phil Hartman as as doing Clinton, you know, on Saturday Night Live, and 
Uh, and yeah. yeah, Phil Hartman, he's amazing and sad that he's gone. But yeah, I, I, I can't picture. Tell me. Uh, Clive Owen. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> what? You're right. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed. That would have been the end of no, my list. You never, no, never. You just wow. never guess that in a million years. Wow. And, um, Benny Feldstein, she was in Booksmart and she was in, um, she's actually Joan Hill's, um, younger sister but she's going to play Monica Lewinsky oh my god um, well, I'll definitely check that out she was in another out. thing oh she was in Lady Bird as well she's been in a few things well, I'll definitely check that out um, yeah. so we have to talk about we have to talk about it because it's coming and, and we're going to see it no matter what The yeah. Rise of Skywalker yeah. and be- yeah. before you say how you feel I just want to tell you that they only just literally like last week just uh, uh, finished it like finish the cut okay and that is the scariest closest thing i've ever heard of and they're doing that because they you know they've had test audiences they've been doing that with movies since the golden age of hollywood you know you do your your test audience and they threw out a couple different versions and both of them did not do well which just i'm so sad how how can you after all the information and input that they have at their hands about star wars you know what I mean? There must be so much information and just so many opinions. And mm. apparently there was a, a an Abrams Kennedy, Kathleen Kennedy cut. So it's their cut. That one was the worst. The audience hated it. Then there was, um, you know, uh, Bob Iger, the Disney CEO. There was, yep. there was a cut that he, uh, his version. And that one did a little bit better, but still not as good. So they literally, Bob Iger, uh, called in Lucas. Like, I guess he's got a hotline. And... And literally had them had him Lucas come in to save it, and do his cut. So that's the one that's going to be seen, which is apparently a mix of the of the two. Do you think that it's that? They must be going down so much the wrong road that they had to call in the man himself to fix it. Yeah, um, I mean, I was still excited to see it, of course, but um, I saw the I was um, I saw the trailer again only very recently within I think even. Last couple of days, I watched the trailer for uh, the new film. The only thing I'm worried about, right, is that although I've enjoyed the last two films, I've enjoyed them. I wouldn't say they're the greatest films ever made, but I have enjoyed no. them. Yeah. Um, the only thing I'm worried about is that they've missed an opportunity. And they've missed a really great opportunity to have three films here. They've had like a really great, well-drawn well thought out story arc yeah, like think... the first like the first yeah. three were yeah right yeah and they've kind of instead they've kind of gone well we'll kind of do a bit of this a bit of that and then they'll connect to that and then we'll you know we're bringing Lord Palpatine at the end and you oh, know we'll God. do we'll do all that stuff and I'm just I'm just worried that they've they already wasted Luke they've already wasted Skywalker in the last one that was obvious yeah and yeah and not that I, not that that the whole Snoke character was thrilling, but the thing that annoyed me the most is okay, so they went a different direction with Mark Hamill. Uh, not everyone likes Ray because she's a bit of a Mary Sue, and you know that that's a character that can do no wrong. That annoys everyone. She's amazing out of the gate. So I could throw all that away, except they they threw away the Snoke character completely. It was ridiculous. Why would you even create the crooked face, melted face, uh, Walking Dead face guy? And then have him just get killed so easily because he's just nothing. That's annoying. Why even bring him yeah. out? It's just like, oh, bye. Yeah. Um, oh, he went back to his spacecraft. Goodbye. It was st- stupid. 
I don't understand. Maybe Leia will fly again in this one. Oh my God! Don't do the Leia flying. <laughs> See, you're picking all the bad parts of Jedi, and uh, and I when I left because we watched it together and when we, we both did. talked about it, I did say I liked it, but I've had trouble with it since then. It's been killing me. <laughs> Ryan Johnson, I just think he's a weirdo, and they just gave it to him, and he did weird shit. But uh, um, so let's just pretend they're trying to retcon the whole thing and fix it. Um, yeah. This is a theory. I don't know if we talked about this. This is one of the theories of that um, um, Ray is connected to Palpatine and that she might be some sort of like uh, a clone of Luke or something by using Luke's cut off hand from Empire Strikes Back and that she was placed there uh. and she was placed there but in an evil way to where she's like um, Palpatine will say uh now you will become evil and just like make a flip a switch and she does evil stuff because she's actually a you know like a spy she's like uh what, what do you think about that weird theory and that's why palpatine's around because it's she's his his um her the, the puppet is that weird yeah it's a bit weird i thought maybe um adam driver's character kylo ren would be more that character because he's more you know evil yeah than uh, than Ray, mm. um, we'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I just hope that they've got like a plan, and that you know it all kind of wraps up these three films together, and that there's no loose ends, and that you know they you know they solve it. I don't know what they're going to do afterwards. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do in terms of the movies. Well, uh, because this is it. This is the this is the last one in terms of the Skywalker story yeah um, so there'll be other stories it'll be like you know uh john favreau and doing um you know more um side stories of the mandalorian and stuff like that yeah the mandalorian incidentally is so really good it's so so good and i'm really enjoying it a lot and um it's still kept like that sort of um star warsy feel um but it's just in a very like short um segments and it's kind of a bit like um a bit like Firefly as well, you know, like how each episode of Firefly was a different adventure. Oh, yeah. It, this is um, similar as well. But um, I, I love Firefly. Yeah. I'm a terrible Star Wars fan. I haven't, I still haven't watched Mandalorian. I'm going to watch it tonight because I'm going to go to hell. I'm going to go to Star Wars hell. <laughs> I just haven't had a chance and I haven't committed to Disney Plus because like we were saying, I'm already paying for three streaming channels and I just don't have yeah. the, the budget for another. And, and then uh, I won't say who told me to why don't you just download it uh i'm not saying that i'll do that because that's illegal so i would never do that having said that i'll watch it somehow because uh i'm gonna have to avoid social media at all costs because it'll just ruin me but yeah i can already see just from the trailers i know i'm gonna like it because again john favreau he's the golden boy who can do no wrong at the moment they should have picked him but anyway to direct it um star wars oh definitely but I would if like him and oh, JJ Abrams worked together on these oh, three films. Why didn't they? It would have been fantastic. I know, I know. Yeah, why didn't they? Because he gets it. See, like when I see the trailers from Mandalorian, you know, people forget the original Star Wars movies. They were just they were just buddy movies, uh, and westerns, and maybe pirates in space at most, and and that's it. It's a western. I mean, for God's sake, the Cantina Bar is a, an old west bar. They walk through the doors, and you know. Instead of the piano playing, it was the cantina band. But it was just, oh, look what breezed in here, you know? It was a Western. Why would you stray so far from that? But, yeah, keep it simple. 
stick with what you know. So that's why they called the man, Lucas, on the hotline. <laughs> he had to come in. And say, oh, well, what you're doing here isn't uh, isn't really uh, isn't really Star Wars uh, feeling. Not that he's the best director I know. Um, no, he's terrible. Yeah, they used to say like uh, they're looking for direction, and he would just say things like, oh, yeah, okay, so there's a big monster and it's coming at you, and um, just uh, look scared. Okay, uh, more scared, more scared, faster. Okay, cut. <laughs> it's like, what 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 just happened? Oh, that's right. We'll put it in post, uh, green screen, and effects. Uh, <laughs> So you'll you'll fix my acting in post production. All right, good job. <laughs> and a lot of people worked on that script as well. Like Alec Guinness would work a lot on the script as well, and Harrison Ford, and you know and Mark Hamill. They would oh all yeah, work on that. All oh, the originals. And Carrie Fisher as oh, well helped. Carrie well. Fisher apparently saved those. That she would say like George, yeah. nobody talks like this. Uh, no one speaks like this. You can't write this. Or they, they had this discussion, which was hilarious to this day, talking about um, basically uh, underwear. So uh, wearing a bra. I know that sounds weird. But George had this thing where he was like, there's, there's no underwear in space. So we need, to, we need to make your dress work so that it's appropriate, but you can't wear a bra. Or, because there's no, there's no underwear in space. There's no, you know what I mean? He's like... <laughs> these people don't have these sort of conventions and she's like how do you expect to keep my tits in well i, I don't know figure it out you use some tape or use something from science, science fiction but there's no underwear in space <laughs> so yeah don't don't let him always direct it but but anyway he's saving it now isn't that funny it's funny it'd be good if he was sort of like there at the like the premiere and you know he got to actually see the whole thing of an audience oh well I don't know I I, I still don't know how I feel but you know we're going we'll see I just hope they they pay it some respect because the original movies just still have this feeling for me that's it's like no other movie you know and again it's not it's not about the special effects it was just I don't know it was different from any other movie and and I liked that it was a trilogy and the prequels, well, you know, poor Lucas, he tried. He was trying to tell his his backstory, but I think it wasn't needed, you know? It was better left that's unsaid. Right. Yeah. Some, you know, that's the thing of prequels. Sometimes they can be really good. Um, like, yeah, but you know, most of the time you don't need them. I mean, you don't need to have prequels. There's no, no real need for them. No. The legend is better, like Solo. I don't hate it, but I didn't need yeah. it. The stories, yeah. the stories about Solo was enough. Oh, uh, you know, he made the Kessel Run and uh, he did all these things. And okay, that's all. he's a badass. I get it, but he has a heart of gold. Really, you don't need to show me every step of the way up until that point. Mm. I don't know, but yeah, yeah exactly. So you don't think they're going to go with movies after this? Going to be a lot of series. TV and Netflix? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they've already got a couple of series already lined up because they've got the, the um, Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series coming up as well. Yeah, I heard and that. And then they're finally. doing, um, speaking of prequels, they're actually doing a prequel to um, Rogue One as well. What? So, as well as The Mandalorian, so... Uh, where'd you see that Rogue One prequel? So it's going back further. Yeah, Diego Luna, he's going to be in it. That's weird because Rogue One takes place right before the original 
Star Wars. So right before episode well, it'll be four. His, uh, it'll be his story. Oh. <laughs> okay. Let me uh, Googleize it that's, now. That's interesting. Out of all the characters. I'm curious about Obi-Wan, though, because, you know, I, I didn't mind him playing Obi-Wan. Did you? Uh, who playing Obi? Oh, um, Ewan. Yeah. Yeah, no, I thought he was fine. <laughs> he yeah, was he was good. He was good. He was all right. <laughs> yeah, he was good. Yeah. Um, at the moment, the main cast is um, Diego Luna as Cassian Andor, and Alan Tudyk as K Two S O. Oh my goodness. There's no release date. They just yeah, I guess they're still working on it. But, uh, oh well, you can't. Yeah, no, the... I actually quite, I quite like you and McGregor as um as Obi One. Um, I, I actually there are actually some like you know good performances in that, but they had some terrible dialogue to work with. <laughs> that's I it. Mean, that's know, it. The, that's it, really. Yeah. And like you know, Attack of the Clones, as we all know, was written entirely on cardboard. <laughs> So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. You can't you you can't blame the actors because these are not bad actors. Okay, they all in their yeah. own right have done amazing stuff. But I guess someone thought, let's just put them all in this movie and it'll be fine. And we'll throw in Samuel Jackson because he, he always brings it. But nobody brought it. <laughs> um, it was lit down heavily by a terrible dialogue. Oh my just, goodness! And then that's unnecessary. Um, Stories really. Revenge of the Sith wasn't too bad. That was that was pretty good. Um, uh, remember the bad. Um, remember the bad Yoda puppet when it first came out, and we're like, "Who the hell's that?" And then you know that that version's wiped in in classic George Lucas style. The episode one, that one the, with the original puppet Yoda, which they tried to make look younger, but he just looked like a he looked like a a, a leper patient. He looked stupid. With big funny lips, and it was it was like the original um, uh, uh, Henry Cavill uh, Superman mustache, um, freaking yeah! It was yeah before Mustache Gate. It, it, it was Yoda Gate, and yeah, now that's gone, and they CGI'd over him. So the versions that you'll see on Disney Plus or any DVD will will be the CGI'd Yoda over the puppet Yoda because they screwed that up. So again, you're like, and the original Yoda was a puppet, and he's amazing. I just don't know how they can screw yeah. things up, but yeah. The, the thing that I'll remember as well that is um, CGI Yoda like, um, like doing like flips and stuff in the air. And, oh yeah, the fight. Like, samurai <laughs> soaring his way through, and like, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. But, Oh my, oh my, it was terrible. I know, and Liam Neeson, come on, he, he he's amazing. And he's got a sense of humor, you know, in real life. But mm. he brought nothing to that role. <laughs> and it wasn't his fault, I don't think. He just, no. I don't know. You like the, again, though, like Darth Maul was a good character. That was, um, that was a good character, but yeah, it wasn't sort of that well. Mm. Um, Oh, but yeah, I mean those those films are a real um, real miss. I mean, he completely you know missed it. You know, there were three strikes really um, for that. I just it just makes me laugh, right? That you know 
people were waiting for like, you know, like 16 years for this you know, Phantom Menace to come out. And, you know, it would have been like a massive room about, oh, will they do another one? You know, is it going to be good? All the hype around it and then just terrible. I know. You know, before that, it's funny. The last time I felt such that, that magic feeling was in 97. They re-released yeah. the original ones. Um, I don't know. Yeah. If, yeah so yes. Yes, now, so I was I was too young too. I didn't see Star Wars in the theater. That was seventy seven. So you know, I'm 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 three years old. So I had never seen Star Wars in the theater. I'd only seen it on the small television box or Empire. So that was fantastic. My friends and I we saw all three of those, and that that reinvigorated us to get ready for Star Wars. So everyone was on board, and then yeah, and then that happened. How could they? I don't know what they've been doing. Um, I I like Rogue One. You know, I'll watch yeah. Rogue One and the original Star Wars back to back. I think that's fantastic because the scene I just sent you with Vader, you see, it can be done right. They did that yeah. with such seamless like continuity and respect. That Vader boarding the ship at the end to uh, re- um, retrieve the disc, and then the um, the ship is launched. The uh, Corvette, the the ship is launched, and that's the first ship you see in Star Wars at the at the beginning. That's fantastic. That's people thinking and knowing Star Wars, right? Mm-hmm. And also that film as well. It's a perfectly contained story, all on its own. Perfect, like you know, little story. And anybody can do it. This prequel one, but and it's kind of tragic as well. That film. Um, yeah. It is, but, but it's okay. You know, it's, yeah, no, it's very good. I, yeah, and of course Ben Mendelsohn being the bad guy. Who else? <laughs> he can't. He can't do anything else, really. Ah, uh, I want to see him. Can, I want to see him be a good guy. I want to see him be a good guy. He's um, he's he's uh, kind of like the good guy in Mississippi Grind, actually. Yeah, and, you know, like down on his luck and not getting very far, and then you know he meets Ryan Reynolds, and you know he helps him out and. Um, yeah, but yeah, he always plays a bad guy. Always. I know. See him in Bloodline. Remember Bloodline? Yeah. 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 And um, uh, that was that. Yeah, yeah. That that show as well. That's excellent. Mm. Um, when um, uh, what's his name? Ray Ray, Ray Chand- uh, is it Ray? No, is it Ray Chandler? Yeah. Carl Chandler. Yeah. Um, you know, who is who is either a dad or a cop mm. in anything he does. Oh yeah. Or a coach. Yeah. <laughs> or a coach, yeah. Dad, coach, yeah. Oh. Um so He's yeah. cool in game night. Have you seen game night? Yeah, that's yeah. like the first time where he's not any of those things. Yeah. He's actually a bit of a screw up, which which yeah. I uh, really enjoyed seeing him do something different. Of course, Jason Bateman was Jason Bateman in that one, but you know. <laughs> yeah, he's but, but again, he knows he knows his limits and he plays well within them. Yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, he's so good as well in um, in Ozark. Oh uh, yeah, Jason Bateman. I'm waiting for that again, one. It's, it's it's his character. It's the same character again. Yeah, the more darker version of of that character. Yeah, it's just Jason Bateman in different places and different times, but that's yeah. all right. Yeah. Oh well, we'll we'll see how we go. I'm I'm look. It's coming to an end anyway. Nothing you can do. Uh, That's it. And then I, let's see what they do with the next set of films. You know, or yeah. if even if they ever do make another set of films. You know? Yeah, yeah. I 
know um, the Game of Thrones guys were going to do it, and then they um, they pulled the pulled the pin on that one. I know, I know. They just found like a a crazy amount of money with Netflix to make shows with them and film and whatever. <laughs> so it's <laughs> it's all about the money and the deals and. And if yeah. it's it's Disney all in the middle of it, in the epicenter of this this streaming world, and and buying up movie studios, and it's gonna be a, everywhere I look when I go shopping. Star Wars merchandise was nuts when I was young. It was nuts in the '90s. It was crazy twenty years ago. Now it's just insane. Everything has Star Wars. Everything, everything, underwear, paper plates, light bulbs. Uh, Duna covers your pants, car tires. Everything has Star Wars on it, man. Yoda and Boba Fett. It's out of control, and that's Disney. Imagine, I don't know. It's are you scared? Is that weird to you? Everything's Disney. Star Wars. Everything is Disney. Yeah, they. I mean, they totally have taken over the entire planet. Oh my god. Um, you know, along with Amazon as well. But Netflix still has the largest um, subscription you know, subscribers. I think they have like, what, like 140 million or something like that. Like an absolutely an insane number. Isn't um, that amazing for a company that won't give you their stats? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like movies yeah. movies give you, give you the numbers. You know how much the movies make. You know how much they saw them. YouTube... You know how much the videos, because they have the counter. It has a million views. It has 50 million views. And Netflix, they just say, it's doing great. Everyone loves it. But how do you actually yeah, know? They, yeah, exactly. They could just be totally lying and just promoting yeah. you know, the stuff that they want everyone to watch. Yeah, The Crown, season three. <laughs> Massive <laughs> hit. Everyone's watching it. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many people are... Oh, Oh, uh, you know, I don't have the numbers right now, but it's uh, you know, it's high. It's a high number. Yeah. Do you ever see the like the ballpark? You know. Yeah. Five million, fifty million. You know. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'll get back to you. you it's know? trending. I always, if I'm bored, I go, well, "What's trending?" I'm all, "What trending in my neighborhood? Trending at my house? Trending yeah. in the country?" Yeah. I, I, I'm curious about that. So is it trending worldwide? No idea. Or is it? Um, per state, per town. You'd um, think per country, but I don't even know then. I don't know because there's different yeah. regions, obviously still. Um, but yeah, a, a number would be nice. But then again, maybe we're wrong. Maybe that's the whole point, right? If there was a number, then it would sway your vote and and your opinion. Maybe. I don't that's know. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> so at the moment, on my on Netflix, according to my wife, on mine. The number one trending thing at the moment is Merry, Happy, Whatever. With um, an <laughs> yeah, yeah. old, old mate, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, oh my uh, God. A struggling LA musician tries to win over his new girlfriend's gruff dad and quirky, tiny siblings on a 10-day Christmas visit to Philadelphia. Oh, that's, it's, uh, that's classic. TV, that's a winner. It's a TV show, eight episodes, but half an hour long. That's a winner. <laughs> it just seems like to me it's like one of those shows that has a, has like a laugh soundtrack to it, <laughs> like, a, like a Tim Allen type of show. <laughs> oh, a la- Did you say a laugh track? Oh god! Yeah, like a like, laugh track, like, like the like, ranch. Like, like, from a live audience. The ranch, which I won't watch. I can't watch that. It has the, a laugh track ranch? to it. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, no, I can't. I can't do that. No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll let you go All back right. to your your hot tub with the girls, or is that no? Yeah, is that course, someone else? Yeah. Okay. Isabella and um, Tina. See, yeah, they're, they're looking at I knew it. I knew you had yeah. something to do yeah, tonight. Yeah, they've, they've opened up some champagne. All know. right. Well, you can continue talking about Star Wars with them, and uh, yeah, I'll see you on on Friday. Wars. You, me, and Gautam, yes. we'll continue the tradition, and uh, we'll see how it all ends. All right? Yes, we'll see. I will see you then. All right. Talk to you later. All right. All right. Speak to you later. Bye. Cheers. Bye. All right. There you have it, folks. Hope you enjoyed. And if you like the show, by all means, please subscribe and share, and uh, we'll catch you next time we talk about who knows what. Could be anything. Probably more movies, but uh, I'll catch you later. See ya.